just keep going on this recording? Yeah, I guess we're just going to keep going. Yeah, Let's yeah. just keep going. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're back. Welcome to Mythic Morons. I'm Cheney. And I'm Sid. And we are here with our monumental episode 38. And we will be discussing a, I guess, new film to both of us in this episode. You haven't seen it before, right? I haven't seen it before. I've known about it for, well, mm-hmm. since 2016. Um, I'm sort of in the sphere of the Godzilla th- verse. I've just never had like the motivation to watch it before. But, mm-hmm. you know, as of recent events, as, as you've known, like I've been watching Godzilla movies. Um, and like, yeah, we just I talked like, about, um, we talked about Godzilla 2000 last week. You watched that as well. Yeah. And like just tying it to the, the original, the original franchise, the original movie, uh, Japanese movie from the fifties, the overall like legacy of the franchise. So yeah, if you want to hear our past, like Godzilla discussion, we have gotten into it before. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Shin Godzilla, the 2016 film. Um, and if you don't know, Shin Godzilla means true Godzilla. Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's a so, that's a ballsy statement right there. So yeah, well, there, there there's a lot of context behind this movie. Let, let yeah. me start off by saying, before watching Shin Godzilla, I watched another Godzilla movie. I watched a Godzilla movie called Godzilla Final Wars. Godzilla Final is Wars that, is that Japanese was, as well? Yes. Um, Godzilla Final Wars is a very interesting movie. Um. It's a uh, it's a 2004 film, and this was the last Japanese-made Godzilla movie before Shin Godzilla, which is mm, insane. Okay. It was the longest it the 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 series had gone on a hiatus for. Um, yeah, wow. In terms of like, uh, like the Japanese studios, they've been like they were pumping it out for a long time. Um, I believe this was Godzilla's 50th anniversary film and a sort of a celebration film for Godzilla, but. Uh, it, it it teeters on being so bad it's bad it's it's unwatchable in many areas it's a long ass movie there's way too much human stuff Godzilla literally does kung fu in this movie it's so stupid oh, no. <laughs> um, there's like a matrix stuff superhumans aliens it's it's oh like, abs- they're trying to be sci-fi they're trying to do sci-fi Godzilla oh no like Godzilla went sci-fi man Godzilla went sci-fi. So it's not like you. it's on Mecha Godzilla, but they're just they're just doing the most with the character. Yeah, it's it's yeah. insane. Um, and and this was supposed to be like the stamp on the series, like a nice bow tie. Wow. And <laughs> it's just a shame, really, because I yeah I like the goofy Godzilla B movies a lot. Actually, um, I'm planning on watching a lot more. I'm gonna watch. I think I got three lined up. Um. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah 1991. There's another one in the 90s. I forget what year it is, but it's Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Um, then there's Godzilla versus Kyrie or Kiryu, which is the Mecha Godzilla number two. Um, so I got all these movies lined up, and I really like those weird B Godzilla movies. They're fun to watch. They're just it's it's just a good time. I don't know. There's like yeah, like I said before, this one is just kind of like ugh. It drags. The fucking human stuff is so stupid. The 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 Godzilla action is absolutely ridiculous. Like it's it's craziness. Um, right. And they kind and of just fuck to be clear, with my you're talking monster. about you're talking about the movie that separately you watch. Like this isn't the one we're discussing. No, this isn't no. Shin Godzilla. This is Godzilla this is... Final Wars from 2004. Yes. So yes. with that, 
they brought in um, and, and with the success of Godzilla 2014 in America, mm-hmm. Japan is like, okay, we let's need try to it do, again. Let's try it again. Let's let's start the fourth era of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought in Hadaki Anno, which I believe he did um, even uh, Evangelion. Evangelion. Oh, Evangelion. So yeah, so he is that crazy out there Japanese directors. He's one of those crazy yeah. out there Japanese directors. One of those yeah. crazy out there like Japanese creatives as as you know. Yeah, you don't even got to tell me the man is creative because after I watch this, I mean not creative, sorry, crazy because after watching this movie and trying to figure out this dude's directing style, I'm like this guy's crazy. Not in yeah. a bad way for sure, like in a in a creative way, crazy in a creative way. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really interestingly directed movie for a Godzilla movie and for just you know, Japanese movie. I haven't seen many Japanese movies like this. Shin Godzilla. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really did. They brought in, um, also brought in Shin Shinji Haguchi, who I'm not really good at Japanese pronunciations, but he did the Attack on Titan films. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with those. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like most of like the action stuff was done by Shinji Haguchi, mm-hmm. but like all the dramatic stuff was done by Hideko Anno and like the creative freedom was given to Hideki Anno. So um, they really just said, run wild. We're not going to, we're not going to interfere. We're not going to do the typical Godzilla stuff. Do what you want to do with Godzilla. And Mm -hmm. they just let him go. And as a result, we get Shin Godzilla, which is definitely up there with being my, one of my favorite Godzilla movies. It really harkens back to the original more so than anything but simultaneously it does crazy and new things with godzilla that you'd never expect or see um Mm. and it parallels um where where the original godzilla or gojira was made as a a commentary on nuclear weapons and the horrors Mm -hmm. it can bring upon humanity and that obviously being a, a very exclusive japanese experience um this Shin Godzilla sort of harkens at the use of not nuclear weaponry, but like nuclear power and natural disasters. And it more harkens towards the tsunami that happened in Japan and, and the eventual mm-hmm. nuclear reactor meltdown. So mm-hmm. um, it, it uses the same sort of philosophies in terms of filmmaking as a means to uh, and using Godzilla as, as, a, as a means to showcase um a horrific japanese experience um with in gojira the original you get shots that are almost like one for one recreations of famous photographs after the nuclear bomb had went off yeah um in this movie you have almost one for one shot recreations of the tsunami and um the nuclear meltdown so they work off the same uh, I wasn't going to say vibes. That's so weird to say. They work off the same beats of real life tragedy, but he is crazy and he takes this in a really weird direction in some areas. Yeah, this that's a very interesting um, like thing they do, I think, which is um, acknowledging, right, the history of Japan. The acknowledging the fact of, you know, obviously it's not it's not a meta movie and saying Godzilla movies exist. It's nothing like that, but it's aware of the fact, I think as a film that 
what the Godzilla movies are trying to say. And there's very specific references to the original, you know, the war, the the nuclear bombs going off in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, like you just mentioned also, there's um, specific shots that reference the nuclear disaster and the, the tsunami disaster, the natural disaster. Um, and I think I think you're you're kind of hitting it on the nose there that there's a, a strong similarity, but this movie thematically might be um, like about the natural disasters that Japan has faced or something along those lines. But I still think it's it's not just a one over the other. I think it's like simultaneously talking about the legacy of post-World War II, post-nuclear uh, like armament or whatever, nuclear kind of weapons going off, and in the modern world that we kind of live in today. So it's acknowledging... The present situations, the present socio-cultural economical problems of Japan, which were affected, which how they were affected by the tsunami and how the people were affected by such a natural disaster. So, and, and there's the specific shots that, like you said, that reference that. Then I also found that it's it's frequently, you know, it's not letting you forget about the fact, the role that the United States had in dropping two nukes over their country and how that affected the like psychology of these people. And how they would react to a a nuke again, you know? Like I thought that was an interesting point of this movie that it 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 wanted to it didn't want to shy away from the whole nuclear thing. Like oh, this has been done before. There's already the original has dealt with this, so let's just talk about natural how how Godzilla is like a framework for natural disasters. Because I think Godzilla as a symbol is like it can be many things. It can it can be it can stand for like the fear of the Japanese people, but also the um like resilience that they developed afterwards going forward and the uh, like determination of of building uh, a new country after world war ii and after the tsunami disaster so you know godzilla and gojira has always been a character of like multiple thematic symbolical values that like this movie just like like you were saying the director's just taken and run with it and their own like sci-fi kind of like ways and i think it's 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 this is like the franchise of godzilla keeping up with the times that's why it's like you had mentioned to me this was the um japanese academy prize like the picture of the year in japan um basically like it won the oscar for best movie if you want to think of it like that um and i could see why because it's it's not like i don't think it's trying to be like disrespectful to the legacy of the franchise and trying to be a cash grab but i think it is trying to trying to actually say something you know about the world we live in today um in in context of the world that was rebuilt after world war ii mm-hmm. and just another thing i want to say real, real quick too um the production company behind this godzilla is toho productions legendary legendary japanese uh production house and they are like obviously you know orig- um the uh the creators behind the original gojira so it's like you know the i think the love and the care was not like lost through these decades of of lack of movies or whatever you know no i think they realized the importance of this project once maybe like the groundwork was laid for it as it being sort of a um a symbol as of the start of the rebuild just as gojira kind of was it's sort of like a a time stamp into japanese culture post yeah a cultural like milestone cultural cultural landmark after a cultural defining moment this is like the first stamp on it like let's take mm-hmm. our most famous property and 
and say and something. Tell, tell, and say something. Yeah, use that as a tool, like you said, to say something about. And what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about natural disasters. We want to talk about humans and their use of nuclear power. We want to talk about government incompetency. We want to talk about um, Japanese insecurities on the world stage. Yeah, um, yeah. We want to a talk lot of those things. It's a, it's a yeah. really political movie. It's it's, it's, it's more the of a political, political movie yeah. than a Godzilla movie at times. Yeah, it's the most political Godzilla movie. It, it really For is sure. a sort of criticism of like the bureaucracy that sort of yeah. plague the whole natural disaster and, and tsunami situation. I'm not I'm not fully familiarized around the context with that, but I know many people weren't exactly happy with the Japanese government and how they handled that situation mm. and how they were like slow to act and they refused to take action. It was just about meetings and meetings and um that's sort of like parody parody. Like a lot of the government is like it's a parody in this movie. It's, right. it's not I don't even know like, I don't know if it's a parody up front, okay. but it's like it's it's for sure referencing what you had it's just not, said. It's like, not a full parody, but like you got to admit, certain scenes are parodying the government, like where they're like, "Okay, we're at this meeting room. Let's go to the other meeting room." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was just gonna say that too. Yeah, they, and it, they, I, I love the editing between that. It's like the same angle that the camera was in in the previous room, and now they've just wasted time moving to a different room. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, so, I, like, I completely agree with like you that. about that. Subtle yeah, things like, like that. Sorry, <laughs> we're cutting each other off of the. But yeah, go on. Yeah, just subtle things like that. Um, yeah, going over and over, like, um, and it, but it, again, it never paints it in a like overly negative way. Like, obviously, it it's one of those movies that I like where it presents a thesis. Hey, government's incompetent. Okay, let's hear the arguments for. Okay, they're hmm. slow. Here's this task force of private people that are getting all this information on 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 Godzilla. And and actually getting stuff done versus the government, but the government, like they're working under their own restrictions. They're doing the best they can with what they have. They're trying to protect people. Like yeah. I think the prime minister in this movie was like one of my favorite characters because For he's sure. so conflicted. Like it's like yeah, he's he might be outmatched, but he's never backing down. Like he's just doing the best that he can. Like what would you do in that situation? What could right. I? And that's do? often that's like question is often brought up like to the characters multiple times i think it's like well everybody did the best that they could do and like what would you do different like and then that like then you see the guy reflect on that kind of but like um yeah i think the characters especially involved in the the bureau the bureaucratic like government and stuff like that i think like the just the vast amount of perspectives they wanted to show like that helped me understand better what this story was kind of trying to say like i think like you just um verbalized it perfectly that it's it's a commentary on the like just the i don't know once again i don't even know the specifics either like whether it's negligence on the part of the government or just incompetence or ignorance whatever but the lack of action that might have been taken or or, i mean lack of action not taken and time wasted during these kind of natural disasters might have led to more um more damage done and essentially like this film isn't trying to tell you that the governments are all douchebags and bad guys because like you just said too the prime minister is uh perceived like you know you want to you want him to um like you're kind of siding with him i guess like every everything he's saying is not like the total political crap but you see how his opinions are wholly just influenced by all his advisors in a crowded ass boardroom like non-stop and 
the I think the cinematic language they want to show that is how that is kind of portrayed. It's not them telling you, oh, like here's a bunch of generals who have bad ideas, but it's the constant like from the mo- the the first like frames of the movie to like I would say like one third or halfway through to like the first evolution of Godzilla. It is a really fast paced movie. It's cut after cut. You're going from character to character, like you know. Godzilla emerges within the first uh, couple couple you know you know minutes, and the action is taken at a fast pace very early on. So the 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 kind of um, just the the overall pace of moving through the government building, going from person to person, and hearing the way the process is carried out. Like there's scenes where um, they need like the the prime minister's approval if they're going to launch missiles in the city, if they're going to launch a nuke. They need approval for that. So I really like those scenes, especially because it's like one guy talking on the phone. Okay, we need confirmation. Then he hangs up the phone and it quick cuts to the girl he's talking to. Okay, we need confirmation. And then she quit looks to the prime minister and it quick cuts back to him. And now all the kind of charge, all the conflict or all the that whole energy of the scene is now placed into the hands of like the place into the prime minister. So you are as an audience, like you're fully wrapped up in the choices that this guy makes. Like you, I really felt like the weight of the choices, like that these are, these must be some hard decisions that, you know, officials would have to make in this kind of situation. And in a way just familiarizes or makes, makes those choices a little more relatable rather than, you know, us from the outside having a notion of you could have acted faster and saved a whole lot of bunch of people. But then, you know, like this movie wants to show you, those kind of choices are not always easy. Like there will be collateral damage that you have to think about. There's got to be uh, like the organization of evacuations, military, etc. Like all these kind of things that must be considered are are usually just kind of quickly grazed over it by the public perception. So yeah, this movie just painstakingly wants to get you caught up with each and every part of the bureaucratic decision making process when it comes to like a natural disaster or a terrorist attack or whatever like you can imagine somewhat like these are like what kind of conversations must be going on yeah like fair enough to them it's 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 not an easy thing to do but like again it's one of those movies that shows um arguments for and arguments against like yeah the government's doing the best they can they're working with what they got but again like they they spent hours not doing anything and, and Godzilla like when it, when he first emerged um in his like first form which you know I'll get mm-hmm. into the Godzilla design a little later but oh yeah I wanted to get into that too um like yeah they, that they, was they that's interesting nothing. they were like immediately to the fact like some people were saying let's nuke him let's destroy him extermination like they don't even know what he is what he's doing and that's always been like part of the commentary is like what what you don't know and what you fear, you immediately want to um, exterminate that thing and destroy it. And, you know, Godzilla isn't painted as necessarily a bad person or I mean, a bad person. What am I saying? Like a bad creature, like morally sided in either way. Godzilla is just Godzilla and just being Godzilla. And it's there's a line in this movie I thought was like one of the best lines I think I've heard in any Godzilla movie. But it's that um, the uh, the scientist, the uh, or part of the independent research team, um, there was like the the lady scientist, right? And she says humans are like the most dangerous. Something along the lines of humans are the most dangerous creatures on the planet. 
And like this was in the context of them deciding what to do with Godzilla. Should they internally freeze him? Should they nuclearly like d- just wipe him out with nukes in Tokyo, which could lead to collateral disaster? And they're like shooting these ideas off without even considering the um, implications or considering really anything else other than destruction of Godzilla. And so her line just hits at that, which is like, look how quick we are to like act and do something when we really little understand that thing. Like, look at how potentially dangerous we can be, you know? Um, yeah, that was just one of my favorite, like, lines that kind of spoke out to me. And that kind of, like, ties into the ending shot as well, where I kind of came to some sort of realization. I don't know if you want to get into, like, the ending shot right away um, or this this early in, but the ending shot kind of um, conveyed some sort of message like that to me as well. I'm really curious to talk about that ending because... I thought it was a really cool shot, but I don't know what it's trying to say by that shot. Like, what is that? What is the um, importance of it, I guess? Like, just to describe it, like, from my understanding. So, Godzilla is frozen. Like, he's been defeated temporarily. Um, One of the scientists recognizes they have to coexist with him. And I guess, like, so he's, like, the morally citable one in this entire movie. I forget his name, but, um... Oh, Yaguchi, I think his name. And, um he he says like this is if, if there's any sign of activity the, the the americans will just nuke him right away like they won't give it time to react so people will die um his whole thing is no like to to properly go forward we must learn to coexist um and yeah so anyways that last shot like getting to the actual last frame of things it's just showing the frozen godzilla right moving up upon his tail and you see like human bodies or like skeletons attached to his tail or something like just like the charred remains of people that are a part of his body something like that right you you could view it as that or um it, that's what it looked like like it that's what it like visually that. but yeah. if, you look, if you look closely at the skulls of those skeletons you realize it's like godzilla type skulls with human skeleton bodies um and if you remember throughout the movie, like Godzilla was able to sort of metamorphosize. They talked about this, like this is something that I geeked out on, was yeah. Um, yeah. instead of um, evolution taking place through random mutations in a population and then those mutations being passed on genetically to their offspring, um, Godzilla is the newest form of life as a means of self-evolution. So you don't even need multiple being natural. beings within. Yeah, it's not like an, it's not a matter of, na- not a matter of nature or natural evolution but this is the pure will of the creature doing everything yes so i think that's what it's kind of pointing to yeah adapting to the situation becoming more dangerous becoming the ultimate life form and right the the apex predator of the earth and as godzilla in this movie gets defeated or is being defeated you can see the start because he was frozen but obviously something was starting to happen at the tail and i think what was happening was it was the natural changing of of godzilla that we've been seeing but he was changing into humans because humans are deemed like more dangerous than even he is if that makes sense yeah i don't know (laughs) that's that's uh again but this this hmm. is the this is the directing style of of um i forget i guess it's meant for open to interpretation but it's i don't know so is your theory that He's spawning little god children, Godzilla children, like no, babies. I, my human, theory is he's hybrid. turning into the ultimate life form, a more dangerous life form than he already is, as he was doing throughout the entire movie. And the end result with, of that would be humans. 
it's a it's a mm. slight commentary on humans being actually the real danger when it comes to themselves mm. because I, God, I, I, Godzilla I like was that. technically created by humans and they yeah. almost nuked Tokyo as a means to deal with him so yeah I like the statement of that I just don't know if that is like super clear it it almost like because they do hint at the fact that he's like potentially spawning more Godzillas or has the has the power to like manifest himself as smaller different sizes flying whatever like he's like you said mutating on the on the whim so i i thought like that's a plot line right like what you just said too like that's a potential plot line but how did that shot convey it to me i don't know it maybe like maybe like the way when i think about it a little deeper now it shows like the inherent connection between destruction humanity and the so-called monster that we want to paint like whatever we decide to paint as the next monster today it's coronavirus world war ii it was uh nazis and the nukes and you know whatever like it's um there i like uh, it's it's just it's visually i guess what is it showing me it's showing me that all of these are interconnected things that referencing back to the um the um last words of the yaguchi character um we must learn to coexist you know so this is um Maybe just a reference of that, just like a visual kind of shot of like here, we're all in this together, you know, like in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like some people online tend to agree with my line of thinking that it was Godzilla responding to the humans as a like as forming human kaiju to kind of. But then, so then, is that meant to be like a sequel, baby? Like, oh, we're gonna get some next Godzilla monster in another movie. Like that seems uh, like a sequel baity it's, 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 type of a uh, shot to me then. Really? No, and I, I don't think, think, yeah, but I don't think that's what they're trying to do. Like that's what I'm saying. The explanation that, that, that you're giving is almost like as if they were trying to do the, Oh, and in the next movie, that's what we're doing. But I don't think like that's what this movie is. I think it's a punctual oh, okay. shot. Like, I think it's not a comma. Like it's a really strict period. And so there's not a sequel. Like there's not necessarily a I sequel agree. to come where I don't. I yeah. wasn't trying to say it as sequel, but I was just trying to say it as a, like a mm-hmm. sort of a statement towards. I know, I know. I that's just that's like how I'm interpreting it. If it's indeed that, like, it seems kind of comic booky. If they're like, oh yeah, the next foe is human, half human, half Godzilla creatures, or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like no, it seems less credible. Like I don't know. Because, okay, let's talk about the Godzilla itself in this movie because that can get into a discussion. When I first saw it, I was thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> the first phase of Godzilla. Oh, you, did you think that was going to be Godzilla throughout the movie? I thought that was going to be Godzilla throughout the movie. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are we watching right now? Like, what did they design here? And I'm like, this is Toho. This is, but then ex- expectations subverted, you know, in a, in a, I'm glad in such a brilliant way, like, Obviously, introducing the fact that um, he mutates and he um, it's all it's all through the will of the creature himself. Um, so then he disappears for a while, and and like the first phase of the creature, the first version of him, like just looked like a CGI blob to me. Like I'm like, this is a this is not a 2016 movie or this is 2003. Fucking would you um, like would would you be surprised if I told you one of the awards that this film won was best visual effects in japan in japan i would be surprised i would be pretty i mean here's the thing i'm not too surprised sorry i'm not too surprised as the movie continues because as soon as the like final form godzilla like 
the closer he gets to final form, the effects get nearly flawless as the movie yeah. continues, and which really a- trips me out, bro. Like it, it's like how did how were they inconsistent? Like maybe the, it's different type of effects. It's more difficult. Like I'll give them the benefit of the doubt to that, but the first Godzilla is so wonky looking and it's so blatantly CGI. The movements are super weird. The, um, it just looks bad. And the, I get it. It's on purpose. It's to throw you off for a second. And then he stands up and you're like, Oh, okay. Now I see he's coming into final form. Um, but then it seems like when he does transform and mutates, it's like, then they brought in a practical Godzilla. Maybe like they brought something a little more, tangible a little more physical like physically real um and i just thought that godzilla was fucking brilliant on a design level and his like the destruction he causes the how he interacts with like the environment around him how like buildings can collapse on him and like how um how even um how he shot you know like there's i thought the 2014 american godzilla the more recent ones kind of i like I see where this takes from from the American movies is the um the uh like groundedness of the shots where there's a really like a documentary feel of this movie I thought like a like very documentary feel where there's just a lot of handheld handheld cameras like cameras in cars or cameras in vehicles um and you see the Godzilla through the point of view of like a soldier or a, or a pilot. And like, those were my favorite shots where you're not even seeing the full scale of the Godzilla, like head to toe. You're seeing like glimpses of his body, but from the perspective of like a cockpit in a helicopter. And, and, and it's like maybe five frames, like five seconds worth of Godzilla, like less than that, and and you don't need to show that much to sell the effect. Essentially, like they they really utilize wide shots and 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 like smoke and mirrors type of effects to sell the Godzilla destruction. You know. Yeah, and this um, so you you'd be surprised to I don't know if you already knew this, but like the every Godzilla in this movie is completely visual effects. It's not it's CGI. It's not there's no man in the suit. Um, mm. even for the last form however the last form yeah was that surprised motion, me for the last form surprised captured. me because it oh really so the last one was motion captured as, a, as like a man in the suit um mm. but it, it, and they kept it simplistic so like like i the 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 earlier ones obviously look a little worse because you know japan is limited in their ability to create cg still um compared to the huge american studios they just lack the budget and the um the overall talent i guess but um with regards to shin godzilla the earlier ones kind of look bad because there's a lot of motion but the later form the final form looks really good because it's like a man in the suit motion captured and when you have like limited movement um it, it makes it easier for us to see with our eyes but yeah like absolutely breathtaking design like i am absolutely in love with shin godzilla like a truly horrifying looking creature um Mm -hmm. compared to his more action hero-esque type appearance yeah like the more t-rex like the power rangers type Mm -hmm. of dinosaur gone away are the scales and and now like his body instead of being covered in scales look like looks like it's covered in tumors Uh, yeah look to me like they remind me of like volcanic um like uh lava that just has formed over his body or something like that but yeah like it's it's uh it's an 
it's a growth. I guess that's a good way of putting it, a tumor, because it's like a growth coming from his body. He's mutating, and this is like a reaction of that or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how his body also, or his like his uh, spine, his uh, the spikes on his back, translated into the radiation and was like, they scientifically explained that, like his dorsal fins act as a heat, vent like a heat sink essentially and he's he's got some interior liquid cooling like he's running like a pc up effectively um he's got yeah, he's, he's running like liquid a nuclear blood reactor. cooling going on what's that he's running like a nuclear reactor because that's what he is in this movie that exactly like- yeah and i like i like the scientific reasoning behind that and then how that's translated into the visuals like the visual effect like the the first time he breathes fire it's like it's not immediately the most powerful nuclear blast but he's charging up to it i thought that was super sick how first it came out like as a spit of like a a hot breath essentially like just like nuclear breath that turned into fire and then turned into like the blue plasma beam Mm -hmm. so it like he was he was progressively getting stronger in in that in that in that beat or something i just want to talk about the first atomic breath scene for a bit because that's the most breathtaking scene in this movie would you agree yeah yep yep uh that the music just that whole sequence i would say the composition um, tokyo burn oh my god yeah. man like my jaw actually opened when i watched no the movie. same same that's because and that might be like the midpoint of the movie when like when you're like okay now shit is getting real kind of like that's at least that's where i felt it went from it went to becoming a more uh interesting movie like i guess it was always interesting just on the political sphere and like all that but the destruction like the overall destruction cause was like no holds back like i wasn't expecting them to burn the entire entire city you know essentially it it, and it it just goes on to enforce the fears of the people more you know like it i i I think back to the original godzilla gojira and the the destruction that is shown in that it's obviously all practical because it's made in 1950s you can't you don't have cgi there and the the level of like detail in those practical sets that were destroyed and how it was shot to represent scale like that goes so far into selling an emotion to you that or like just selling the idea of what's going on then having an emotional reaction to it and i think you know this this film kind of takes those principles those like things of um of um of like practical destruction practical uh like terror and and like to to give a true sense of fear i guess that's what i'm saying like the the um like just the the atomic breath sequence is just like the it might be the most brutal like godzilla sequence i've seen in any of this in any of the franchise movies the combination of like the the destruction of the city the practicality of how it all looks like not necessarily that godzilla is a real physical thing there but the like how the destruction is almost like choreographed it all goes to sell the fact of like fear i guess you know a lot more and it makes it like everything i think just weighs on those kind of political scenes where it comes to bureaucrats making choices i think like that's like a really strong theme in this movie and it it makes those even feel more important, more weighty. Like I can't remember the last time I felt really invested in the choices characters had to make within a movie. Like there's oftentimes I just feel 
I'm I know I'm watching a movie and these choices are so like these these situations that the characters are in and the choices they have to make are so like formulaic or they're so done before but this felt natural like in this movie it felt natural and it felt purposeful where it's all trying to move the story forward and giving giving you like as an audience an emotional connection to each choice yeah kudos on bringing that up like i was actually invested in every single possible outcome that could come with the choices like what's going to happen next if they do this what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. if they do this like there's actual consequences for the actions within the movie um and i think like the atomic breath scene is like sort of the the culmination of that to where yeah they decided to just attack it and and godzilla responded in a way it adapted the organism had they known that the organism could self-mutate and and sort of adapt to the situation on its own they would have known that godzilla would have morphed into something much worse and here he did um being able to form a defense mechanism against the planes in the form of its atomic breath which um for the first time in a long time you're not cheering when it's happening like going through the old godzilla movies and even into the newer american ones like when his atomic breath comes out you're like oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's like the goku doing the kamehameha or batman Mm -hmm. throwing a batarang it's it's that's a a good point it's equivalent to that but in this it's like it's a different emotional reaction that you're getting it's pure dread like it's it's played off in such a horrifying way yeah Um, well also because i think we're not in this movie like we're not made to uh like connect like we're not meant to emotionally connect with the godzilla like you know in the hollywood movie in the 2014 adaptation there's like i don't know like hollywood just does it where they want you to focus on a family and this is like a family's journey and it's all kind of like sappy forms of storytelling to get you to just artificially care about something and like in the process of that as a byproduct of that they get you to start caring about godzilla as as a um as a good person like that godzilla is actually here to help us as humans and defeat the bad guys like just a really cliche classic american way of story like hollywood storytelling and like this is where japanese films like just really contrast and say like here's a middle finger to that ideology where it's like you don't need a family to concentrate on to have the emotional impacts you don't need a love interest or trying to get to the girl at the end of the movie you know to like, be fair don't need any of that um, um to be fair the the the, the japanese like toho even is the one that started that trend with the godzilla movies in terms of sure no, no, no i i, I that it's fine when it works but this is like where the movie is kind of like no well here's here's where we give you like in a true sense as if this movie was a documentary you know, if this was a real life event and you saw these this kind of a natural disaster through a documentary, you're not going to get a sense of Godzilla's good. Here's the family I'm rooting for. You're not getting any of that. You're just getting here's a matter of fact of the disaster of what's happening. And that's how I feel this movie is trying to come at me or come at the audience where it's we're going to shoot this like a doc. Or we're going to shoot this like very, um, very like fast paced and just cutting through the action, cutting and getting to the next beat getting to the next characters and it's it's relentlessly fast-paced in the beginning and then it slows down somewhere after the middle but it's so fast-paced in the beginning and so kind of jarring but maybe not to a not to a fault but a little bit jarring to the point where i'm not purposeful because like think about how jarring a natural disaster is 
It's it's yeah, meant to exactly. convey that. You would exa- you would think that if a natural disaster happened, you wouldn't spend too much time at the dinner table figuring out what, if Jimmy's gonna go to soccer practice tomorrow because a tsunami or a Godzilla just hit town. Like no, like we don't need any of that. We need what are the choices being made to deal with this threat, and that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, I mean, long story short, I just think this is a really um, kind of a unique and modern take on the Godzilla name character and and in a way does it even better than the 2014 american godzilla which i really like I, it's one of my favorite godzilla movies on a filmmaking level um but this is like truly just carrying forward the legacy of what the original godzilla meant to japan to the japanese people um and this is like maybe a, as a supposed to stand as like a symbol of resilience continued resilience continue like strengthen the Japanese people. There's just constant references to the fact that, you know, obviously they've rebuilt the like the Japan we see today as a like a really lively country, great looking country. Um it's all of that was built after World War Two, after two nukes were dropped on them and after they were like almost obliterated essentially. So like that's just a testament to the resilience of those people, mm-hmm. the Japanese people. And yeah, I guess in a way this is like this is not a a blockbuster or like an actiony blockbuster yet it still works as such but i think it's more of like a political um thriller in a way like you know what i mean like it's a monster movie mixed with a political thriller like it's it's really trying to say something i guess yeah i, I do think this is um it's weird to recommend this movie but it's like not even that cynical um despite what we've said it actually in the end it's a pretty hopeful message um yeah i think so too i think it's yeah it's i never got into a cynical mindset with this movie i was especially with the end like with the last message that they kind of send off with you it's like you said hopeful i think it's about people coming together and and like even in the dealing of the threat of this movie which is godzilla it's um at first it's like okay the U.S. are going to come in and just drop the nuke in. And when when every character hears that, their reaction gives you the information that you need to know, which is like, how are we going to let this happen again? We Another nuke, another nuke dropped by the Americans? Like, no, like we can't let this happen. Like, it's Im- the immediacy of the actions are felt because it's like it's grounded in, in, a, in a reality and um, it's grounded by history. And um, what was I saying? Like the... Um, yeah, I I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, just I guess what I was trying to say was the um Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say, honestly. I lost my train of thought. But what, anything what was, anything else uh, you want to bring? What I was sort of adding is like this is actually a good movie to watch right now. Because um it it gives you like a lot of context, a lot of insight into the Japanese mindset behind rebuilding despite the circumstances, resilience. Mm-hmm. Um and like with today and with you know, COVID's doing and, and life isn't really what it used to be uh, mm-hmm. a year ago. I was thinking about what I was doing a year ago versus today. And mm-hmm. um, it's incredible. But I think this movie sort of shows that w- when we're done, when we've shown resilience, when we've gotten through this, we'll be better people because of it. We'll be stronger because of mm-hmm. it. And with that, we can still build and create great things after tragedy occurs. So, this was actually a pretty like inspiring and hopeful movie for me to watch recently. And 
I, and I know that's weird to say like with just a fucking Godzilla movie because when people think of Godzilla they think of oh the crazy Japanese monster um, but no like, yeah it, it has a lot more cultural significance than people realize yeah I, I just remembered the uh, the lost train of thought that I had um, it was like just I think the overall how they defeat Godzilla it's not by um, the Americans dropping a nuke it's not which you know they obviously didn't want to happen they didn't want them to fall under the grip of America again and have to like deal with that whole situation so it came down to like all the countries involved working together it came down to uniting Japan France USA into a collective like attack strategy I guess um, which just ties into the uh, last like message given to you which is uh, like just to be united just that when we come together we're much stronger than separate kind of thing so I completely agree with you this is one of the more hopeful Godzilla movies out there um, and I think it's just a testament to what Godzilla has been and what it stands for it's like it's a really good sequel I guess like to the original where it's set in the modern day it deals with modern cultural issues and for a modern audience i guess so yeah i i don't know i don't really have a hard time um uh recommending this i would if you're into godzilla movies if you're into japanese monster movies kaiju movies whatever um particularly like you know if you're into godzilla and you haven't seen this for sure check out shin godzilla i would say this is a must watch for any uh kaiju movie fan or japanese movie fan or you know, if you're just looking for a fun movie to watch and, and, and think through it and be able to have your own ideas that sometimes can contrast with the characters. Like, as an as a viewer, I found myself actively participating quite a bit. You know, um, like, I was, my mind was really working. I wasn't just watching a movie, but I was, I was having my own moral debates in my head, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not, um, this is a movie you actually have to pay attention to. And I think we'll actually be good on, on, on rewatches now that like when you have a general good idea of what's going on because it is kind of mm-hmm. confusing with the amount of characters that there are there's some decent criticisms about the movies with um like it's maybe too fast to follow in some cases um the amount of characters that are there like there's like really not a lot of time for characterization beyond a couple people um and <laughs> the the u.s ambassador um, who's apparently the grandchild wifey of a, yeah wifey yeah no kidding uh, was apparently yeah. the, the granddaughter of a japanese resident um has the thickest japanese accent that you could ever possibly hear but wants to be president at the age of 40 of the united states yes. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> hey i'm with it i'm with a baby girl like there's you, you, there's a you couple know, you just like, you just help save japan you can be president there's some slight things in there that's like makes this movie like a little takes you a little bit but when you when you actually like mm-hmm. pay attention you realize what's trying to be said and mm-hmm. the importance of this movie it's definitely a, a must watch just just even like even if you're not a godzilla fan like this is just a a, a good insight into film culture from other parts of the world right and i think that's always important you know like that's what film has always been which is a window to other cultures other worlds essentially um like we talk about star wars and how in what other of a franchise or genre or medium for that matter can you parallel show like eastern kind of like referencing eastern japanese film like film and simultaneously like western film like you know and just the implications of all those things so i think just yeah <clears throat> if like if, if there's any takeaway i think it would be like 
almost like recognizing uh, what the message of this movie is, is just like, you know, film has always been this vehicle to understanding people and connecting with people. So I agree, Chaney, this is a must watch. Everybody watch it. That's that's a command that this is a movie that has to be watched. No, I'm kidding. But this is um, this is like I think like it is an important movie. Like it would I would I would really like want people to watch it to learn something like that. Like you with the potential of learning something. I mean, like you could watch this and have not only a good time, but you could take away some new understandings of the world. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Stay tuned for more Godzilla talk because I'm planning on watching a lot more Godzilla movies. More of like the action B movies, not anything as like culturally deep diving and 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 yeah. Well, and, you know, you never know what you run into, right? Like, I'm sure even in the B movies, they're they're not just all campy kind they, of no fights. Well, they, they they try, they try really hard, but it's just about the monster fights. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Which is okay um, because that's what I'm there for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what like inspired the whole trend of monsters versus monsters or monsters versus mecha. So like, and which is you know obviously we've said it before has influenced our own interests of television and movies. So the influence of Godzilla, I guess, should not be forgotten upon. And if you're into like, I guess, if you're into like. Um, I want to say like Japanese culture and like you want to see what that's about. I would say just like go through the franchise, like go through, start from the 1950s, like original one. See what we're talking about when we say the um, the like realization of nuclear fears, like stuff like that. And I think like it's a really interesting topic to see where how this movie is like kind of like what the similarities and what the differences are from the original. Like I had kind of touched upon it, but like a close, like a deep dive would be really interesting to see. Like this is almost like a 50, 60 year gap between both movies. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a different people. Like it's a different kind of person. Like you don't see women in suits in the 1950s Godzilla, but you do see women in suits in this movie. Um, You see a lot of bureaucracy in this movie. You see a lot of, kind of uh just like a, a, a lot of real world kind of things that you would expect if something like this happened you saw it in this movie not the original so yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say with that i guess i'm just trying to say it's a good it's a good franchise to watch for sure and anything yeah. else you want you want to wrap up with hmm not particularly no it's um just a good movie yeah, overall. it's a really good movie. I, I liked it a lot. Good suggestion for this week, Cheney. Um, twenty sixteen, it came out in, and uh, only a bu- only a budget of fifteen million dollars. Like that's incredible. Because if you look at like just the last act of the movie and like the warfare with the military tanks and fighter jets, like that, all the action in those kind of sequences, like would have made me think this is a more expensive movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's um it punches above its weight because I I guess like the directing style and, and the use of certain camera angles and um and with regards to like the special effects especially when like the true Godzilla comes out like you start seeing the most incredible Godzilla shots that you've probably ever seen um yeah no I I a hundred percent like the the ones where 
like I said, the ones where you don't even fully see him, but you might just glimpse at him from like an ongoing uh, vehicle or a yeah. person on the ground. You see like, his tail pass kind of, by or his leg in the in the out, out, right. outside of the frame, barely. It's just, <clears throat> yeah, and you just get a sense of his scope. You get a sense of uh, his dimensions. And yeah, like those are the ones that felt most like practical to me. And, and when you say nothing was practical in the Godzilla costume, like that really blows my mind. So um, yeah. Um, I guess with that, I'm trying to think if I have any suggestion for next week. Um, I want to carry this trend of looking at old movies. I'm really, I'm really liking it. I'm liking, uh, how much we can learn from foreign cinemas, foreign movies, stuff like that. So maybe I'll think about some kind of a foreign film and share that with you. I'm sensing a samurai film incoming. It could be. I don't think we've watched a samurai film on this show yet. No, we haven't. Right? We haven't. Yeah. Could be something like I've that. I've wanted to. Yeah. We could. We could do it and, and uh, yeah, get you into some Japanese um, the history of, like, the, the samurai. Like, that was my favorite part about Japanese cinema was, like, the historical context of it. But, yeah, I think I'll, I'll think about what kind of uh, samurai movies would be cool to watch. And potentially next episode, next week, we'll... Um, We'll obviously continue our Mando series and uh, yeah, maybe more Japanese movies to talk about. And if you guys listening, wherever you're listening to this episode, if you're into Japanese movies or not Japanese movies, any other kind of movies, and please share with us what movies you like to watch. And if we've seen it, we'll, you know, give you our opinions on it. But more importantly, share with us on like Instagram or wherever, you know, you can engage what your thoughts about these movies are or if you have recommendations for movies you'd like for us to talk about and check out, um, you know, we're not encyclopedias of movies. Like there are plenty of movies we've never seen. So that's one of my favorite things in the world, which is somebody pointing me to the direction of a new movie that I end up liking, like in the case of Shin Godzilla. So if you're, you know, thinking of any movies that you'd like for us to talk about or talk to us about, please, you know, share with us on Instagram, um, subscribe to the show on wherever you listen to the show leave a rating it really does help us out in growing the show and um, we appreciate everybody who listens to us we really do so with that this is Sid signing off Janie signing off peace